ever heard the expression, the writings on the wall? No. It means something has become obvious. Like... We know that, but that's it'd be something like. Like it's obvious that Shadow's a dog. Well, no, it'd be more like it'd be more like um, it's getting really dark and cloudy outside, and then it's like, oh, it's gonna rain. Writing's on the wall. You can see like the evidence. Or like baby's starting to get cranky right now, and it's like, oh, he's gonna be eating soon. The writing's on the wall. It's getting cranky. Some food. Okay, one. I want to hold it. Sit down. Well, that expression comes from this story. So, we heard about Daniel and Nebuchadnezzar, and this is quite a while later. Um, yep. Yep. You'll see why. So, quite a while has passed, and we'll see that during the story. And Dan, there were. King Nebuchadnezzar's, I think it's his grandson, his name is Belshazzar, and he's called a king here, but he's probably only a king of one place. He's probably not actually the emperor of the whole empire. He's a king in in this one city, though, in Babylon, I think. All right, so Belshazzar threw a feast for a whole bunch of people. And they would eat and they would drink. And while they were eating and drinking, they were having a good old time. So they decided to bring out the vessels of silver and gold that King Nebuchadnezzar had taken out of the temple in Jerusalem and brought to Babylon. And they brought them out to drink from them and eat from them and praise their false gods. All right, so these are the things that were made and sat and sanctified. Well, this is a different king. So, no, 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 he was right before that. Like, he well, changed his rule. Well, so, right, okay, hold on. You're, are you talking about how Nebuchadnezzar said that God was the only God? Yeah. Yeah, but he said that after he took the things out of the temple. So, when he went and invaded Jerusalem, he didn't. Oh, I get it. Well, he probably didn't know that he should. So, Nebuchadnezzar has been taught that God is the true God, but he doesn't know all the rules about worship of God. He's not an Israelite. Probably nobody told him. Okay? So, anyway, his, son, his grandson, Belshazzar, or maybe his son, but I think it's probably his grandson, he's like, ah, oh, we're going we're gonna to make fun of this God. You know, look at these gold and silver things we took from his temple. We're going to praise our own false gods. How do you think God's going to feel about that? Well, immediately when he did this, the fingers of a human hand appeared. Just a hand. It is scraped? No. Everyone could see it. The hand and the fingers appeared and wrote on the wall of the king's palace. And the king saw the hand as it wrote. Imagine if a big hand appeared out of nowhere. Maybe it wasn't big, I don't know. And wrote on the wall, and you could see it. No arm, no body. That's where the expression writing on the wall comes from. That's what I told you about before, the expression, the writing's on the wall. 
So the king saw it as it was writing and he got really afraid. His face went pale and his limbs gave way and his knees knocked together like he was shaking. And the king called loudly to bring the enchanters and the astrologers. And the king said to the wise men of Babylon, whoever reads this writing and tells me what it means will be clothed with purple and have a chain of gold and shall be the third ruler in the kingdom. So that's part of the reason, by the way, that we think that he wasn't like the emperor yet. He's probably the second in the kingdom. Nebuchadnezzar, or maybe Belshazzar's father, is probably the first in the kingdom. So all the king's wise men came in, but they couldn't read the writing or make known the interpretation. Then Belshazzar was greatly alarmed. And the queen, because of the words of the king and his lords, came into the banqueting hall and she declared, O king, live forever. Now this queen is is not his wife, but like either his mother or his grandmother, I think. She said, don't be alarmed. There is a man in your kingdom in whom is the spirit of the holy gods. In the days of your father, so she says that King Nebuchadnezzar is his father. The reason why I say he still might be his grandfather, sometimes that word is a word that they use for a grandfather. I'm not sure. Anyway, in the days of your father, light and understanding and wisdom like the wisdom of the gods were found in him. And King Nebuchadnezzar, your father, made him chief of the magicians, enchanters, Chaldeans, and astrologers, because an excellent spirit, knowledge, and understanding to interpret dreams and riddles and solve problems was found in Daniel, whom the king named Belteshazzar. So Belshazzar, she said, there's this man Belteshazzar. I wonder if King Nebuchadnezzar gave one of them that name on purpose because of the other one. Like maybe he named Daniel Belteshazzar because his son was Belshazzar, or maybe the other way around. So she said, let Daniel be called and he will tell you what it means. So they brought Daniel in and stood him before the king. And the king said to Daniel, you are that Daniel, one of the exiles of Judah, whom my father, the king brought from Judah. I've heard that the spirit of the gods is in you and that light and understanding and excellent wisdom are found in you. Now the wise men, the enchanters have been brought in and I asked them to tell me what this writing says and what it means, but they couldn't do it. But I've heard that you can give interpretations and solve problems. So if you can tell me, you'll be clothed with purple and have a chain of gold and you'll be the third ruler in the kingdom. So Daniel answered, O king, let your gifts be for yourself. Give your rewards to someone else. But I will read the writing to the king and make known to him the interpretation, O king. The most high God gave Nebuchadnezzar your father. At this point, I'm pretty sure that I was wrong before and that it is just his father because it keeps saying your father over and over again. God gave Nebuchadnezzar kingship and greatness and glory and majesty. And because of the greatness that he gave him, all peoples, nations, languages trembled in fear before him. Whoever he wanted, he killed. And whoever he wanted to, he kept alive. Whoever he wanted to, he raised up. And whoever he wanted to, he humbled. But when his heart was lifted up and he was proud and his spirit was hardened so that he did what was proud and now it was right, God brought him down from his throne and took away his glory and made him eat grass like an ox until, right, until he knew that the most high God rules the kingdoms of mankind. Now you, his son, Belshazzar, have not humbled your heart. Yep. He says, you have not humbled your heart like Nebuchadnezzar did, even though you knew all this. Your father, I'm guessing Daniel's saying, your father told you this, or maybe you saw this, you knew all of this, and still you have become proud 
and lifted yourself up against the Lord of heaven. You brought the vessels of his house before you, and you and your lords and wives and concubines drank from them and ate from them. And you've praised gods of silver and gold and bronze and iron and wood and stone, which do not see or hear or know. But the God in whose hand is your breath and whose are all your ways you have not honored. That's a really powerful statement Daniel made. He says, he talks about the true God, the God in whose hand is your breath, your, your breath, your spirit, your ability to live. It's in God's hand. He holds it and keeps it safe or can snuff it out. And he also says, whose, all, whose are all your ways? Everywhere you go and everything you do belongs to God, he says. You haven't honored him, but instead you have praised images that are made of gold and wood and stone. They do not hear. They do not see. They don't do anything. Think how dumb that is. So then, from his presence, this hand was sent, and this writing was inscribed, and this is the writing. Mene, Mene, Tekel, and Parson. This is the interpretation. Mene means numbered. Numbered, numbered. God has numbered the days of your kingdom and brought it to an end. Tekel means weighed. You have been weighed in the balances and found wanting, meaning you haven't measured up. God has measured you and judged you and you are not what you should be. Paris, your kingdom is divided and given to the Medes and the Persians. So Belshazzar gave the command and Daniel was clothed with purple and a chain of gold was put around his neck and a proclamation was made that he should be the third ruler in the kingdom. What does clothed with purple mean? Well, kings wore purple in those days or like great lords. To show that it was a sign. Yeah, part of it was because you had to have a lot of money to buy purple clothes. Like it was a special dye that you, that you had to get to make your clothes that color. So today it doesn't mean anything like that. It's easy to get purple clothes. In fact, today if you wear purple, it just means you're a Viking fan, right? What? What Boo. Boo. I'm just kidding. Well, it doesn't seem like Belshazzar took that warning of Daniel's all that seriously. Maybe he did. He did reward him. But maybe there's a reason why Daniel said, keep your gifts for yourself. Because the message that he had for Belshazzar was not a Cheerful one, was it? He told him, measured, measured, weighed, wanting, and your kingdom will be taken away from you. And it happened that very night that Belshazzar was killed and Darius the Mede received the kingdom. And we know from history how it happened. Darius was uh, one of the kings of the the Medes and the Persians. The Medes and the Persians formed an empire together. And they came and attacked that city. And the city had walls all around it. But there was a river flowing under the walls of the city. And so they dug out a separate path for the river to divert the water around the city, which left the riverbed of the water that went under the walls dry. And the soldiers walked through the riverbed underneath the walls and came into the city and conquered it. And when, we, when they did that, they took a bunch of people captive to... Susa, the capital of Persia, and Daniel was one of them. So next time we hear about Daniel, he's going to be in a different city. And that's, and that's, it's, that's very close to, are you going to lie because he yep. said uh, yesterday? Yep. That, 
That's right. That's right. And the king will be Darius, who is the king of the Medes and the Persians. So it, it's a, an important reminder that God is in control of everything. And he, when he gives us, um, when he gives us blessings, when he gives us family, when he gives us money, when he gives us abilities, when he gives us life, when he gives us breath, he expects us to serve him and follow him and worship him. And one day, sooner or later, all people are going to be judged. He's going to weigh us in the balances. And if he judged us on the basis only of what we have done, it wouldn't go very well for us. But instead, he's going to judge the whole world, the Bible says, on the basis of the man whom he has chosen. Who's that? Jesus. Jesus. And how he's going to judge the world is those who trust in Jesus will be forgiven that's because he died on the cross. Yeah. That's right. That's right. That's 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 how we wait, go to heaven. It was it was how good we were. Well, then, then we it would not go well. It wouldn't go well for any of us. He would say he would have to say to all of us, "You've been weighed and you've been found wanting," because we haven't served God perfectly. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes do we love the things in this world better than God who made them? Sometimes do you love books or watching TV? or buying things at the store, or eating certain food more than God? No. Really? You ever complain about what your parents give you? Yeah. Okay, well then you love something more than God because God told you to listen to your parents. That, there's a lot of ways that we worship false gods. And it, when we do, that's what that is. Whenever we do something wrong, we're really worshiping some false god. We're loving something more than God, which is what he pointed out was so silly to uh, Belshazzar. He said, you worship these gods of wood and iron and stone? Those are things God made. They don't see, they don't hear, they don't save. Or it's the same if we get mad at someone. You get mad at someone else and you get really angry. Part of the reason that you do that is because you think you're better than that person. You think you're right and they're wrong and that you deserve better than they do and you get mad. And that means you're trusting in yourself instead of in God. That's where all this comes from.